Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PurtisGrowing.com. In this interview, we speak to the legendary cannabis author, Jorge Cervantes. This man needs no introduction. You should all know who he is by now. He's been on the show many times before. He's released loads of books, one of the old school content creators for cannabis, even before the internet was around. So we have the pleasure of sitting with him for about an hour and just chatting some shit, mainly about his new book, uh, We Grow Cannabis, which can be downloaded for free all over the internet. So if you just do a Google search for We Grow Cannabis, Jorge Cervantes, you'll be able to find somewhere where you can download this book absolutely free. And there has been 30,000 downloads of this book so far. So be one of those people. Even if you don't need the book, still download it to support Jorge because he's a legend. Anyway, here is the interview. I hope you enjoy it. I'll catch you at the end of this. See you in a bit. Hey, man. Good evening, Jorge. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Hey, for sure, for sure. Glad to be here. That's a nice hat you got in the background there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Lord. You've been out watching the cricket? I just got it here in town. Awesome. So we'll quickly introduce ourselves. So it's been a while since you've been on the show. So just in case you've forgotten who we are, I am Mackie from the UK. We have Monkey Do. Monkey, you want to say hi? Hey, Jorge, monkey down here in the southeast USA. Hope you're, hey, oh, hope wow. you're good the today, south, man. South Beach, like San Francisco. In the southeast, uh, think Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, think Gulf of Mexico when you're getting in the area. Okay, okay. Nice. We also have TG from Canada. Want to say hi, TG? Yeah, for sure. Hey, Jorge, uh, TG, Temple Girl, up here in uh, cold-ass Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, oh, man, must be cold-ass up there, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's but you don't have bug problems, you know. I mean, or fewer. That's true. Insects. I always say winter is is the best to grow for that exact reason, you know, uh, no bugs. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cold isn't super conducive to, to plant health. But yeah, man, they got they got bugs in the tropics. What one of my favorite ones is is uh, um, oh, it's a uh, it's a uh, a grillo. It's um a uh, um a cricket, a cricket, a a crap like a crab cricket i can't remember but it's got it's got pinchers on it and it digs you just it's about that long and it just like disappears into the soil yeah and it pretty much eats everything uh, alive or dead you know um oh, that yeah that's what it is it's a cricket mole cricket mole okay oh yeah 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 we have those here oh you do i mole couldn't crickets. believe those things yeah mole okay crickets, yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen one before. And those things, I mean, they get quite big. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just for the last guy who is here at a very early o'clock in the morning, it's Bubble Hawk from Australia. You want to say hi, Bubble? Hey, Jorge. Bubble Hawk hey. here from the east coast of Australia. Oh, hey, man. How are you doing? Good, Glad good. Lovely to it. meet you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Nice to meet you as well. So... We are here today to talk about your new book, Jorge. Yeah, yeah, I've got a new book. It's out. It's my first uh, all digital book, and it's a freebie. It's a uh, gosh, I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Everything's changed so much on the internet, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's pretty cool to do free stuff because, uh, wow, man, it opens a lot more doors. This one's this. You know, you guys are are like good growers, seasoned growers, and stuff. So this one's pretty basic, but it's got all the facts in it. I don't know if you've uh, downloaded it yet or not. Uh, of course, yeah. I think I, I have it, monkey. You have it too, right? Oh, absolutely. It's open on my my uh, iPad right now as I'm speaking to you. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Nice. Yeah. So so the deal is, yeah. I ri- originally planned to do just like marijuana horticulture, mm-hmm. and redo that book. Because this one, this is now in its 18th printing. Wow. 18th printing. Yeah, and some of the printings were like 50, 50, uh, well, 50,000. Yeah, quite a few of them, 50,000. Those were, yeah. But that was, um, well, 
anyway, uh, it, it's just it, the economics changed. You know, mm. all of the stuff changed and everything. So it's more difficult. And then sales went down. So I thought, man, I should do uh, digital stuff. So that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I did with this book and made it a, a PDF format and made it with uh, in conjunction with um, uh, Seedsman from the yes. UK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's uh, that's a good deal. Yeah, we've known each other for years and years, and I like really, you know, I like dealing with uh, Tom. Yeah, um, good guys guy. over at Seedsman for sure. Yeah, he's he's a real good guy, and now he's got Gary working with him, and uh, Gary's. Uh, uh, Yates, he's uh, got a degree in microbiology, mm. and he's just like uh, really smart. I mean, he just you know oozes. I mean, this stuff just spews out of him all the time, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, and he keeps everything correct, uh, yeah. which is really good. And so I've got you know direct access to somebody I can talk to all the time. Nice. Um, yeah, that's got a doctor's degree with the microbiology and stuff. So, uh, and, and also, uh, he's just brilliant with the breeding. Mm. You know, it's uh, it's quite complex, a lot of things that I don't think people really look into so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's been really good, uh, working with him. And then also, uh, uh, Stefan Meyer. Um, yeah, I've known Stefan for like, Jesus, I don't know, more than 20 years. I met him in uh, Switzerland a long time ago in, uh, in Ticino, in South Switzerland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when growing was, he was growing like fields and fields. Nobody else was, but those guys were. Yeah. Me and Monkey spoke to um, Tom Alexander this week. Mm. Yes, we did. Remember? Remember, Tom? Excellent. He says that you uh, came into his shop like in the 80s and, and said, <laughs> I'm going to make a cannabis growing book. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, was, it all started there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it did. It did. That was 1983. Wow. When it came out. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, so, uh, 40 years. Yeah. Well, um, I wasn't going to do 40. the math. Yeah, but <laughs> that's, yeah. A, that's a long time ago, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, no, it's been one. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened meantime you know, mm -hmm. things changed so much god it was, it was so fucking illegal before you know yeah um, and, and the internet as well not having the internet around is just completely different times totally different mm. totally different see the only uh the written word i mean everything was published mm -hmm. gosh you know i remember back when i started the first book i got and actually it was, it was a cool story I met uh, um, uh, Bill Drake. He wrote the uh, uh, Cultivator's Handbook. Uh, yeah, Marijuana Cultivator's Handbook. That's it. And he lives in Portland, Oregon now. And he's about 10 years older than me, right? So um, that was really interesting to meet him because he's the guy that wrote the first book I ever read. And that was, ooh, you know, in the 70s. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, and you know, it was just, and he had a heck of a time even getting the book printed. Mm -hmm. Because, see, you got to realize there's a lot of uh, stuff in between here. Because, okay, for example, the printer could actually control whether you, I mean, they could censor you, they just wouldn't do business with you. And it was yeah. real easy. Mm -hmm. And you don't and you push it either. Mm -hmm. Or so, what happens is the price goes up. And then very few people wanted to publish it. Then there was Andor Press, and that was about it. Uh, nobody wanted to, to publish cannabis material. There's just a few of us. Mm -hmm. And we all stuck together. Yeah, God. It's yeah, crazy it how times have changed like that. I mean, it's hard for people to appreciate how difficult it was 40 years ago to get a no. cannabis book not only written because even now it's still difficult to write a cannabis book that hasn't changed but to get yeah. it published and out to people it's oh yeah that was really possible hard too. Man. Mm -hmm. that was really hard too because uh first well this book let's see i don't have i should have a copy handy somewhere here this book here my first book this one I, I print it myself, right? Because wow. it, was, yeah, it, yeah. it was not there. <laughs> it was not a good deal. But this is one of the photos here. Let's see, I should be able to find it. That got a lot of attention. 
Uh, no, I guess maybe it's not in this. No, it's in another book. But it's a $50 bill US uh, stuck to a, a, a flower. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that got a lot of attention. But this book, I had I printed it myself because I, I was having a hard time getting anybody to print it. And then, and two, I had no budget. And then on top of that, I had to go out and sell it, you know? So I loaded up a bunch of my car and drove around and wow. went to the, the head shops. And there was a few, that's when the growth stores had just started too. Cause that, you know, seems to me a test was there. So um, yeah, I just went face to face and sold them. And then- Man. Then they put in those RICO laws, you know, or they started enforcing them because they were already there. They started enforcing them. And so if you, you could have a cannabis book in a grocery store, right? All right. So that's when, let's see. In Pesicola, I, I, I start these other books. Oh, I can't find them. But that's when I did a whole series of uh, straight books, Gardening Indoors. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so to get around that. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. and that was all all hard. It Man, was all hard. I don't think you appreciate how inspirational that shit is like oh it was so hard to get this shit printed so you did it you fucking south man yeah. it's so hard to get it out there so you just did it yourself stick it in <laughs> yeah, yeah. put it in the car yeah. and just go yeah. to people and be like yo you want a book about growing weed <laughs> no yeah, and week, then, <laughs> oh and then it gets worse because they fucking go it's like well i don't know i don't you know it's like you can put them over there and i maybe i'll take them on consignment <laughs> and oh, <laughs> they boy. had to go back and they had to collect the money and it's like you know the, the book sold for uh 8.95 us yeah right so, <laughs> so you go back and you collect like 50 bucks you know oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not i mean it's hard life <laughs> so, yep. so, but then later after that the first year went well i sell six thousand of them because nice uh yeah and it, it was a real good deal a lot of people thought i was a narc you know because they asked a lot of questions and, <laughs> you know and so i had to overcome that and um yeah so this one came out and then uh then the next next time i had enough money to get it uh published with the spine you know so it wasn't like stapled together this one's stapled it's got staples in it. mm -hmm. um yeah so um, yeah, and then uh, then it was rough. Uh, that was '83, and things started rocking along. And then, well, man, it, you know, there were steps and different things. I, I did a, a Dutch book, um, uh, marijuana Benin, Benin. Yeah, that was the the Dutch title. That was early on, mm -hmm. and that was like '86, not that like '85 or '86. It's all on my website on uh, Jorge-Cervantes.com. Uh, it's just, you know, about Jorge and there's like 50 books there. It's, it's a lot of books. Um, yeah, but then, uh, then I did that. But in 89, October 89, came Green Merchant. And that, right. was, yeah. mm -hmm. that was really fucked up. Yeah, this is when they started like raiding loads of shops and yeah, yeah, yeah. grow gear. 120 people were arrested one day and over 80 shops were, were arrested. Uh, they mm -hmm. arrested people in like 45 or 48, 48, 40, 45 states or something. Else. It's just yeah. Horrible. Some bullshit, man. Yeah. It, yeah. It was horrible. And, you know, it pretty much crippled a lot of people. In fact, a lot of people like uh, uh, Martin from Worm's Way. Uh, and later it was uh, Bloomington Wholesale in Indiana. He fucking went to work. He would go to work during the day and then go go home at night. Well, he'd, he'd have to spend the night in jail, mm. you know. And he did that for a couple of years. That was it. Just sucked. I mean, a lot of that shit happened. Mm. Alex, he probably told you, you know, Tom Alexander probably told you, you know, he had had real bad luck, and then he started uh, uh, growing edge after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, those were the early days. They were pretty tough. Yeah, um, for sure. And then we'd have a hydroponic convention and there's always well not always but for a while you see a DEA agent show up they're right. not they're not too hard to figure out who they are mm.
crazy yeah. times, man. It's just yeah. unimaginable for, for us guys here and where we could just type up an article for a website and issue it just like that. Nice oh, and easy. Yeah. No trouble. Oh, man. Yeah. No, yeah. a lot of stuff. What, what about then, when um, you... Cause you I first encountered Jorge Cervantes with the Black Beret and the Black Dreads with the glasses on <laughs> yeah. in, in yep. that video yeah. series. When did you start yeah. making that video series? Um, I have to, you know, I have to look at the the thing, but that was that was quite a while ago. That was when I was. Oh, that was in uh, was in the late '90s, actually. I think. Yeah, that's because what that's when I was living up in uh, BC, uh, like '97, '98, then. Uh, yeah, because uh, that's when I did that one. That was kind of, that was a whole trip. Mm. There, there was Mark uh, Mark Emery was there, and he's like you know pretty provocative guy, and so he's always running a lot of stuff. And he had the big C catalog, and and so he was down on uh, East Hastings, Lower Hastings, they called it East Hastings, and it was just like the rough part of town, you know, right. where all the junkies are and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like where we had to hang out because nobody else was hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rent's cheap and all of that. So um, then anyway, uh, yeah, he had a, the store across the street and we had, they had rented this, they bought, or no, somebody had bought this old bank, this old downtown bank from, um, you know, like, I don't know, they built it in the 50s or 30s or whenever, whenever they built all those big old banks. And then so, uh, and the bank moves, they, they bought it. And so we were shooting a video in there and making a grow room, you know, and, and that was kind of our base. And then we uh, go around everywhere else to, uh, to film gardens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was you not scared? Like in them days, you could be arrested and sent down for a long time for making these videos. Well, yeah, well, I don't know if you, not, not, they have to catch you with, with cannabis and it was a lot looser in Canada right then. So right. that's why I was there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, man. Better place to be. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But um, anyway, so we're in there filming one day and then uh, they, uh, somebody comes in and they go, you know, they're busting Mark Emery right across the street. You know, just look out the window, you can see it. Oh, man. <laughs> so they, were yeah. they were all over the place. The RCMP and the the DEA too. They were they had a, a joint thing going on. Yeah, and all these things were going on. And so we all sneaked out the back door. We just thought, you know, it'd be a better idea not to go over there. And hang out, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but that was, gosh, yeah, that was just all kinds of little things, you know, mm -hmm. over the years. It must be crazy to look back on all them things that you've been through and to see what, what things are like now where, you know, you're issuing a book online free for everybody. Yeah. It's legal in so many states and it's legal in Barcelona and in Spain where you are now as well, right? Well, no, actually it's tolerated here. Yeah, kind uh, of legal. Kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you can grow. There's, it's just like the... the they, they don't tax it. See? If they mm. taxed it, 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 things would be different. It'd be a lot easier mm. because the whole thing here, as you know, in Europe, fucking taxes rule. Oh, yeah. You're not, not so afraid as the of the cops as you are of the tax man. Uh, that's the hard mm. part, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, the taxes, if they would tax it, it'd be great but because now the way it sits is uh, you can grow plants uh, for your personal consumption. You shouldn't see them from the street and you shouldn't bother anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and then nobody really seems to care. You know, it's not like they have a program to anti-cannabis. Nobody really gives a rip. But uh, the other thing is uh, then they have uh, social clubs, uh, private social clubs where you go there and you can smoke and you can buy, buy cannabis too. Mm -hmm. So okay. um it's like I, the Amsterdam coffee shop kind of model. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And who 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 grows this? Nobody grows it. Mm -hmm. so, uh, it, it. So if they could tax it, then there'd be a beginning. They could mm. say, okay, we started it here because we're taxed here. And then they just want tax money. That's all. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's kind of like this catch 22. For so sure. we're gonna be that in that situation for a while. Mm -hmm. Everybody's looking at Germany and 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 uh, Europe, you know, mm -hmm. 
Germany's like, as soon as Germany does something, everything changes, you know? Yeah. I mean, Germany... But, yeah, that should be the domino that knocks down a lot of Europe then. I think a lot of Europe should probably legalize once Germany has done it officially. Yeah, it said, uh, what, Croatia, I guess it is? Yeah, Croatia is going to follow the same line as uh, 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 Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's so that's the deal here. So there's, you know, there's quite a few small growers and, and everything here in Spain. Uh, but there's just tons of growing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go on, well, the YouTube, go to YouTube and look at what are the, what are the issues, you know. But you know, uh, th- this is your fault, Jorge. You started all this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't take credit for everything, although I'd like to. Um, but uh, every it, it's, you know, I helped. I was just a cog in the wheel, you know. And that's, uh, that's a good feeling, you know, to really help change stuff. Because like you were saying before, it, I mean, it, it, things have changed like a hell of a lot. A hell of a lot since the past. I mean, I've spent a lot of paranoid days, paranoid nights. I had to wear that 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 disguise, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. back then there was well, there's no internet, and so they wouldn't run your name at the border, right? So and now they can do it real easy, and everything yeah, shows yeah. up, and you know they don't need any of this special database. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so uh, you could wear a disguise and travel with your with my real name. And I wouldn't have a problem, you mm-hmm. know, and nobody would ever ask twice or, or anything. So, but, but basically, you'd have like two lives. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So for a long time. I, I, I know the that. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, think? exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. There's still lots of us here that are growing and, you know, making cannabis content in countries where it's illegal and frowned upon still. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. But it doesn't have the crazy stigmas that it used mm-hmm. to have, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, man, it's. But I'll tell you where they still have the stigmas is in uh, Latin America. They still have, you know, man, it's, things are a lot slower to change there. In uh, North America and, and Western Europe, it changed quite a while ago. But there, it's still slow, even though things are progressing now. Probably Chile is the fastest. Or the most progressive country, and then, then Colombia probably, yeah, Colombia, Mexico, and then after that probably Argentina, and Brazil would be like last, mm. uh, yeah, as far as you know, not good laws go, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's you know, I'm just glad to see everything changing all over mm-hmm. the world. That's it, pro- progress. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. The TG up there in Canada has probably got it in the best position than most of us, right, TG? Well, not for the reasons you might think, but probably, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. you know, with legalization has come increased competition everywhere. So yeah. uh, there's, there's options like crazy on the black market on, you know, where gr- everybody's growing their own or not everybody, but a lot of more people are growing their own and producing, you know, small scale kind of stuff and trading amongst each other more openly. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of good to say about the legal market, but take that with a huge grain of salt i have not really participated too much in it i know there's good stuff out there but um you know uh, mm-hmm. we've always done what we do and uh and now it's just easier to do that so hmm. it is pretty sweet i'd say yeah that's cool but yeah. w- one of the things that i hear is that from the time you get your cannabis crop approved uh, until the time this customer actually can buy it it's it's a long period of time, you know, like six six months or or longer, up to a year. Yeah, um, yeah. and and that's that's like not a good deal, you know, for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're they're the ones that are paying the bills, right? So the taxman might want to think about that, you know, or the system should be a little faster because it's the same in the U.S. I mean, it's just talking to people about that. It, I, I often wonder, like where does the government get their information from? Because they just make these stupid, shitty rules that are no good for anybody. So don't they approach people like you who know what's now, going on with cannabis and be like, oh, hey, what do we do here? Some, t- some of them do. Some people, right. like, well, Kevin Jodry, for example, hmm. um, he works, he's, he's done a lot of work. Uh, who else? Uh, let's see, Chris. 
Chris Van Hook that's got um, oh green certified green um, green certified I don't know but it's like organic organization and those guys uh, they they've uh, you know given guidelines and and said stuff but it's on on just one or two states mm -hmm. you know and it's not real common um yeah and then i don't think anybody was i mean maybe a few people that were ex-legacy were consulted here but yeah they just released their panel of uh, you know analysts or whatever you call it that are gonna be asked about uh, what they think about the cannabis act and there's four of them and none of them come from any any cannabis background they're, you know they're, they're oh. doctors and stuff which is good but not yeah. good in the sense that you know you don't really know the territory right well that's kind of the way things are at this point you know i mean that gosh and then another thing you know the a lot of times people and i know in the united states if they have a felony conviction um yeah. they can't participate most in many things you know and too, so yeah. that kind of hamstrings people it's a pretty hard one um yeah. yeah legalization has been pretty hard on everybody i just saw for pure leaf uh they just let go like i don't know 20 percent of their workforce it was quite yeah, a few I saw that one too brutal yeah uh, canada's just consolidating like crazy right now everybody's bankrupt this and selling that and i work yeah. in the legal industry and you know it's it's definitely on my mind we we're poised, you know, as a company, because we do a lot of different things besides cannabis as well as cannabis. But mm -hmm. still, you know, it's it's a it's a fun but stressful sector to be in. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's projected to grow to grow. I don't know, twenty percent or twenty to thirty percent in the next couple of years. No, next five years, five years. But uh, it's going to have it's going to oscillate. That's one prediction. You know, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, because, you know, well, things kind of hit a plateau really fast. This COVID things kind of stopped everything. You said the um, word, everybody, smoke. Oh, smoke. Here goes. <laughs> it, it, anytime anybody mentions the C word, therefore, hey, they have to hit their bonk slash oh. joint. It's a rule we well, have here. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me roll one here. I got it. What? You don't have one ready? Well, no, actually, I puffed it before I got on. That's right. And load up my shares right here. Yeah, everybody, yeah. you know the rules, everybody. Everybody listening yeah. out yeah. there. Make sure That's you eat your right. shit. Sunday morning. Sunday morning dabs. God damn. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm going to do a real easy one with this Northern Lights Haze cart because I'm lazy. Ooh, very nice. Oh, yeah. those. That's really good, huh? The Northern yeah. Lights haze. Oh, it's beautiful. I think, yeah, it's. Uh, I need to get a, a proper cut of it to to run. You and me both. It's tough to find, you know, like those yeah. old school kind of cuts around here, especially in in Canada. The way the market is driven by weird metrics like THC percentage and and hype. Nobody probably even knows Northern Lights haze or or you know knows that they should want it. Where you know once they try it, it's like. It's most people don't anything else. <laughs> it's been a favorite of mine for ever. <laughs> ever since I first tried it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you did you have it right when like Neville first? Yeah, sure. No, I but Neville, and, you know, uh he's the one that uh made it. And yeah. it was uh uh Northern Lights five. Right. Uh was the yeah. big one. Yeah. And number eight, saying? five and eight was the big ones, right? Northern yeah, five, eight, and then one, and one. then I can't remember after that. That's all they ever talked about or played. You know, I don't remember if it was the haze A or the C, but either way, yeah, that's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal strain. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, really good, really mm -hmm. good, really good. Um, so much stuff has changed in a lot yeah. of years. You stood the um, test of time. Northern Lights has been around for you know it's one of the oldest strains to still be lurking around. Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the older basic one. We had it in the Northwest years ago. You know, I mean, God, it was it came from Seattle. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you had a lot to do with actually Neville acquiring Northern Lights to take back to Amsterdam from Greg and, and the, the yeah. And crew up there, hey? Um, yeah, I, I was just in the right place at the right time, yeah. I guess, you know, <laughs> and um, made a lot of connections with people. It mm -hmm. was just the thing to do because otherwise, you know, I kind of had the old uh, hippie man mentality of, well, we should like get this shit around, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, in, instead of like holding on to everything myself and and then um, making a little bit of money and then it's gone, you know, right. a couple of years later, the money's gone. And then so uh, and everybody doesn't get a good deal, you know, on the other end, too, you know, because uh, this, the strain could be gone or I could have screwed it up then or something. But it was really important that Neville had it because he's like the most sorted out one then. And then then too, because he came over to America. He came over to America and uh, was there. And that's when, and, and well, it was, I knew him by Pim and Keys back then. That was, um, well, one, the one guy, uh, Carol, I know him. He's a good friend. I know him. His name wasn't really Keith back then, it was Carol. Um, <laughs> but he goes, um, yeah, he has a, well, he had Super Sativa Seed Club then, or now. Uh, yeah, he had it back then too. But uh, the deal is, he, those guys were kind of spooky, you know. Uh, they get spooked. And because um, it was kind of scary, you know, and stuff. Um, and Neville is Australian guy, and he's like fucking, Big balls, you know. I mean, he would. <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't afraid of much. And um, anyway, so those guys didn't hang out as much. So uh, yeah, I wasn't able to contact them all the time. But Neville, I could just go over to his house and hang out, you know, and um, uh, call him on the phone. So it was really easy. Um, yeah. So that's why I shared a bunch of stuff with him because it, it it was really good deal, and he was in turn getting it out, you know. Um, imagine that session just popping around Neville's to see Neville and Jorge just sit there and smoke the blue hit <laughs> the bar with them castle, guys man. you know what I'm saying he bought that old the old castle um, what they call it over in Nijmegen the big house by the dike the big house <laughs> by the dike yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it used to be an old brewery yeah and then they made it into a residence and then it was was vacant for some years and uh, and then he bought it and fixed it up, you know, put in some greenhouses, had some outdoor gardens going. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. It had really the, the real high ceilings. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the whole basement was full of, um, well, it still is. I mean, probably, I don't think it's changed. I haven't been there for a while. But anyway, it, it, you know, like those old places is built like in the I don't know, 1830s, 1820s. And so it's got all those, uh, a big basement where they keep the livestock because, you know, it's so damn cold up north. So they keep the livestock in there. And so what he did there was uh, just go in with the jackhammer and make ditches everywhere, you know, a drainage system and then put in a sump pump and then, um, partitioned stuff off and made a bunch of different grow rooms so, and uh, then set up, uh, we got like a, an industrial seal meal and made these little cubes about like this of rock wool. And uh, so, so we could have individual pots or, you know, containers and had a, a you know, an A and a B uh, solution, solution system for, for irrigation. And it worked great because, you know, you had individual plants and stuff. And yeah, but the, <laughs> the basement was full. Yeah, you had all these little, uh, what, six, 400 watt, 400 watt HPS. That's what they were into then. That was before 600. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Before 600, Dan. Yeah. And they were those wide ones, the PL, you know, the square ones. Oh, yeah. 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 Aluminum ones. Yeah. Wow. They were better because you could get them closer, and you know, as we know, cannabis is a highlight plant. They they like a lot of light. Way yeah. back in the day. Yeah, that was back then, and gosh, she had 
Yeah, and then the well, let's see who the and then well, Ben's son, um, uh, Alan and his wife and the kids lived there for years, and then later, you know, after now, now I had some bad luck. You had to go back to Oz. Um, yeah, well, he's not with us anymore, as you probably know. But um, yeah, I had bad luck and had to go back to Oz. And then uh, Ben Drunkers from Cincinnati bought bought the uh, the castle and everything. Yeah, it's a crazy story that one. Yeah, and then Alan moved into it. I don't know who's there now because I don't even know about. I haven't seen Alan for a while. All of this COVID stuff kind of screwed things up. You said it again, everybody. Sitting, <laughs> smoke, smoke. Oh. <laughs> He's doing yeah. it on purpose. <laughs> I love hearing those stories. I've been listening to lots of cannabis history lately, and, and your name comes up quite, quite often. Mm -hmm. uh, really? Yeah, no yeah, doubt, man. No doubt. Amazing. Yeah, I spent some time up. Well, in BC, that was, uh, it was just like that's where it, when it was just rocking. That's mm -hmm. right in the middle of the time, you know. The Hell's Angels, you know, they they controlled the port. They probably still do. Probably, and then, yeah. and then the the Vietnamese. There was a big Vietnamese and Chinese growing bunch, and yeah, yeah. And that was back. I remember I went to uh, to Montreal, and who was it? It was the Rock Machine and the Angels, the Hell's yeah. Angels from Laval, the bad bug. Oh, they're bad motherfuckers. Anyway, yeah, they were in a war. They'd been in a war for a while. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the bikers are still around in, in Quebec for sure. Probably out in BC too, I would think. Yeah, yeah. No, they they owned a lot of land and everything there. Yeah. So you've traveled a lot as well then, Jorge? Yeah, yeah. I was well, I spent some time up in BC. I was there for a year, well, a bit over a year, and then then uh, Amsterdam too. I lived there for for well about a year, over a year, maybe a year and a half there actually. Mm. And then here in Spain, and you know, traveled a bit and, and other places in Europe and South America. Well, Mexico, Mexico and Colombia really, and most recent, yeah. Mm. Other stuff in South America. What about Thailand? Yeah. Are you going to go visit Thailand now? It's well, uh, yeah, nice. you know, I'm thinking about it because Thailand, Thailand, my my good friend, I got a real good friend over there, um, Jaime Carion, you know, from from resin seeds. Okay, he he developed a uh, canatonic, and uh, he's got he's over there and he's he's working for a company. Um, <laughs> it's got a real funny night. Uh, uh, Golden Triangle Group. That's it. Golden Triangle Group. All right. That's yeah. Very gangy. And, yeah, but it's a big company and uh, they have a great growing area and he's in charge of it. He's quite, you know, quite the guy and he gets everything, you know, everything he wants there and they're um, going great guns. And he's been here. I mean, he's been there like for four years, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they all came over here to visit. It was a lot of fun when they were here. The whole crew came over, 10 people. Cool. And I've seen them in Switzerland and and um and and, and up in Amsterdam. I get to see them up there. Yeah. So um yeah, we'll see. I was thinking to go this winter, but I don't know. I don't know. I I went to America this summer for a couple mm. of months. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, that was enough. Damn it! I'm I'm old. I'm 69. Wow, I'm, really? I mean, you don't yeah. look that old. And but I yeah. suppose with the uh, with everything you've done. Not the... Yeah, well, it just takes time. So you can yeah, yeah. do all that stuff. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So anyway, I was there a couple of months, and that was pretty good. I saw tons of dope there. I mean, literally tons of dope. Wow. Uh, <laughs> tons and tons. Uh, oh, yeah. Huge field. My one friend Jimmy uh, over there at Los Alamos, Los Alamos uh, Gardens, he had a uh, hundred acres, a hundred acres. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, in raised beds and and uh, they, you know, it was like fucking looked great. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean you have to drive around; it's so big. Wow. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, see, it's gonna move to like other agricultural stuff, does you know? I mean. It, it's hard to grow lettuce in Montana, um, <laughs> or 
you know, peppers, peppers in Kansas, you know, you can grow it part of the year, but you can't grow it all year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the whole cannabis thing's changed. It's, it's so different because I, I mean, some of the stuff I saw, for example, okay, um, in Southern Oregon, I saw these guys, they're growing cannabis, they have a greenhouse, they set up, or greenhouses and set it up and stuff, da, 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 and it, it's good. But the deal is, it's not an agricultural area. So they have more uh, colder climate and stuff. Hmm. So they, it costs them more to grow. And then the other thing is they have limited water. So they have to, uh, buy, they bought a truck and they have to, to haul the water. Ooh, that's good. And, and, then, and then they also have to, um, uh, and some of it they're able to, to get for free, but uh, the other one they have to buy from the county. And, you know, that adds up. Mm -hmm. So, and then on the other, uh, other side, I go to uh, Sebastopol, California, and those guys are there. And first off, they're beet growers to begin with, right? That's what they, they do, kind of like hippie guys, but beet growers. And so uh, they get their water out of the irrigation ditch, and it's uh, $50 an acre foot, you know? So, and they live in agricultural areas. So their costs are all lower. All right. See, that's, that's what's happening. And then the other thing that's, that's gonna be a, a real game changer is when, when uh, the states allow interstate commerce. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, you know, people with an advantage like in warmer climates uh, with cheaper production costs, that's when they're gonna, well, they're going to be yeah. in a mm -hmm. really strong position. That's right. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's just the yeah. way it is. You know? Game changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe by that time we'll see stuff that changes. Like maybe they can start using cannabis for animal feed. Mm -hmm. you know? um, they got to do some breeding to pick up the protein levels. But uh, it's a low, you know, low water crop, low um, uh, fertilizer crop. It doesn't mm -hmm. take much. It's, it doesn't consume much to grow it. So it's a good deal. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that's in the future. But yeah, like I said, things are going to change because you see it straight away. The, the state laws, you know, it's like, okay, the, the boundaries here. I went mm -hmm. to a place uh, in my hometown. Hotbox, Hotbox in Ontario, Oregon, which is right next to Idaho. And those guys had, um, uh, they were really interesting because they're right on the border of Idaho and they're in the old state police station. I, I've been in that fucking place too many times. <laughs> I mean, just, anyway, they're there. So I'm, that's why I have to call, call out these guys in my hometown too. Well, man, I mean, those guys, it's like they have a money press. Because everybody from Idaho just comes over there, and it's like ninety percent of their in, their 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 business is from Idaho. You know, it's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna see all kinds of stuff like that. But those guys are doing really well, but maybe Idaho will legalize not for a long time though, <laughs> um, and things will all change. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Idaho seems to be one of the states that, that keeps dragging their feet on this thing. So we'll see. Idaho is like home to the white supremacist and stuff. North yes, sir. Idaho. And no, I grew up, I, like I say, I grew up next door and I know, <laughs> I know Idaho too well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're painting with broad strokes, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they stopped a truckload. It was a semi truckload of CBD that was passing through the state and it was raw cannabis, right? You know, or it was, it was dry, but it was, you know, bulk cannabis. Mm -hmm. And what they figured is somebody could render it all down and get like uh, two kilos of actual dope out of it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That and sounds like it makes a lot of sense. You know, I'll make a lot of money off for doing that. Jeez. Yeah, it's like, God, that'd take a, you know, it'd take a month. Mm. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Damn, man. Just, just crazy stuff. Yeah, but uh, 
the U.S. is is amazing. And then you see these little pocket markets, you know, like they'd say, uh, uh, Ontario, Oregon, a uh, town of uh, 10,000 people, it's got uh, 12 uh, dispensaries in it. Uh, and then you'd see other stuff like uh, all the farmers paying, like, or you'd, you'd see like, uh, what, like a ton of cannabis or two tons of cannabis just sitting there in boxes. And, you know, they couldn't sell it or they're waiting for a better price. Uh, yeah. So yeah waiting can be kind of dangerous everything. though you know waiting it means it's going bad as or aging as it's sitting there yeah. well yeah it oxidizes so you're better yep. off to you know like keep it cool and everything and but you know it's expensive to do that it's all coming down to economics and mm -hmm. it's it going to be just like any other agricultural crop and then yeah. we'll have a home vegetable market too and we'll have a you know like a uh, gourmet market we can dream um, hey one day yeah. in the future yeah, yeah it just feels like it's so long away so far yeah. away yeah well well you guys up there have gone backwards too eh oh for sure uh, <laughs> yeah they have been, it, it, not, not just I in mean... cannabis either mate in fucking everything <laughs> oh geez here we go Mackie rant. <laughs> don't get me started man god damn okay okay yeah 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 no i i, I, I get it i get it yeah <laughs> I'm on this side of the, the pond, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I understand what's going Just on. looking from over here, like, God damn England, you're going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, you have two feet and two guns. You shoot both yeah. feet at the same time. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's what you see all the time, man. It's like you know the meme where the archer's using his feet to pull back the arrow to shoot it into its mouth. That's the UK oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, they should grow more, definitely. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But, um, yeah, let's see. What else about this book? Well, I hey, your book, talks... man. I mean, what was what made you this? Did Seedsman come to you and well, say, yo, yeah, Hoy, we, can you make a book for us? We've been talking for a long time, actually. Hmm. And it just, you know, I've got to actually, I've been, well, not on wood. I hope this is timed properly. I was going to give myself credit for something, but now I'm just saying, yeah, I hope it's timed properly. <laughs> because timing is timing is pretty much everything see because hmm. um, see a digital book that's free you've got other things you can do with it and then this is the only this is the first step of, of a longer thing because because uh, ultimately i'll put in uh I, i've rewritten this book and I, i'm planning to, to release this too mm -hmm. digitally yeah okay. but not in a pdf it'll be on a website that i don't have all that stuff clear but the, the, the basic principles of a, of a digital book are all different uh, than a paper book. But before it was too early to have a digital book only because it, there wasn't a good enough coverage of, of wireless networks in the world. Because, hmm. you know, like 60% of people, 70% put their, they use this all, all the time. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have this with the wireless network. So they all have to be all fit together at once. So now's the time to do it because in, in, like five years ago, it, it wasn't, or even three years ago, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Now is a good time to do it because all the wireless networks are, are really good. Yeah. And then beyond that, it, it opens other doors for, you know, support with advertising and stuff. I can, I can move a lot more of them. See, the advertising, I have to get the money from there because otherwise I got the money from the client and paid the book. Right, yeah. Uh, but I, I can move a lot more of them faster, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing is I can translate these at, at, and uh, it's a good deal because they can be translated for uh, uh, not a ton of money and mm -hmm. they can be distributed to new markets. Yeah. Um, for example, my first translation is in progress now, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's Spanish because the Spanish I got, I mean, there's more people talking Spanish than, than, than English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then they need a basic book, for example. So that'll do really well in, in that market. And then also I know I do German, French, Italian, you know, those are, those are, um, you know, for sure. 
And then maybe Thai, I don't know. I'm going to watch, see what happens there. They could make it illegal. I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. They could always change their minds and do different mm -hmm. things, you know. Yeah, you got to give it a little time mm -hmm. before because things, I don't know, it's, it's pretty fast. So anyway, yeah, the whole digital thing is a whole new trip for me. It, it, it really is. Is it working for you? Do you enjoy doing it? Uh, yeah, well, I enjoy making the book, but all the other digital stuff's a pain in the ass. I'm, I'm just not too good at it. Hmm. Uh, so, but I've got Stefan and, and Marcelo. Uh, Marcelo's here. He, he's a, a technical, you know, the technical guy, and mm -hmm. Stefan too. Stefan... He's, uh, uh, he's, he's great with computers, everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that's really a good deal there. Um, yeah, nice yeah, team. Cause I, I couldn't do it alone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it must be so much work. Uh, yeah, it is actually, but you know, you get good at writing after a long time. You, mm -hmm. <laughs> people are good early, but the 10,000 hour rule. Yeah, oh, man. spend 10,000 hours doing anything and you're expert. Eh? Yeah, well, you get good at it. I, I mean, expert, I don't know, maybe they're pretty good because <laughs> I, I, got, I got to have uh, editing, you know, and the more people that read it, especially early on, is better. It, mm -hmm. It's better. I mean, you just you can't do all of this stuff yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, too, the other thing about this book is I'm making it like a community based. Hmm. Uh, I want to gather more information from people and expand it that way. Um, when I do the other book, I'll, I'll have, uh, I'll be able to uh, add to it and stuff mm -hmm. uh, because there's so much information now. And one of the big problems is um, it, it's hard to get consistent information that, you know, that's verifiable yeah. and uh, that's not sales oriented. Mm, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah and and a lot of a lot of stuff is yeah um and then other stuff may be too technical but still there's mm -hmm. a lot of great articles but you know i don't know I just figure if it could all be in one well database is what it would be a book this, yeah this but we've got a lot of uh real simple because we we're under the same kind of principle we like to keep things as simple as possible so people can understand yeah. it easily yeah and you know, get good information, consistent information. And we've got loads of real simple to follow guides over at BurseysGrowing.com. That's our forum. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's really a good deal, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, simplicity is where it's at for me. Mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. got this concept that I worked that I, I brought out in this book a little bit, not much, but it's uh what plants need to grow. It's it's a real easy way to remember. It's called lawns, L-A-W-N-S. Right. And then you, you, you control each one of those factors and um, your garden's perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, it is very easy to troubleshoot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. light, light, air, water, nutrients, and soil or substrate. Mm -hmm. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's a good deal. I don't know. Do you guys have any questions? I've been just like rambling for a while. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, we, have, we have questions, but we enjoy rambling too. Don't, don't worry about it. It's all oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> So, Monkey, you have uh, some questions from the forum because we had some people asking questions over the forum earlier, just in case we had some time to ask some. All right. Questions, uh, some questions came from Phil over at the forum. He wanted to know, do you have a favorite sport or activity or how does Jorge Cervantes keep in shape? Mm -hmm. uh, I swim. I was in the pool today. Um, actually, across, I, I, I've been a member of a gym somewhere in my, all my, pretty much my, entire adult life but awesome. yeah i swim that's my thing um you know you're a good swimmer uh, can you swim far like yeah you know i mean it's like anything you go on autopilot you know mm -hmm. I mean, and, but it's really a good deal because it clears your mind it clears my mind yeah and um if i you know for a while i was like reumerating stuff rethinking stuff over and over mm -hmm. but so when i do that i just go jump in the pool Nice. And um, uh, then if it starts happening in the pool, there's reumeration stuff. I just could swim as fast as I could. And then you only have one thought, breathe. Yeah, breathe. Breathe. Uh, <laughs> breathe. <laughs> breathe. Oh, Good thought, it. actually. That's it. Nothing else. That's all you can think about. It's like, I, can, I, I want to make the it's next. Good way to do it, though. Next mm. stroke. Yeah. Excellent. So, Excellent. yeah, yeah. So that's what I do. Yeah. And then garden. I, I, I'm not gardening now. 
so much because we had to have the terrasa. But um, yeah, they're coming for your whole high run. <laughs> no, these guys, oh, they come by with the sirens. I live in the city. Oh, jeez. Barcelona, you know, so it's uh, <laughs> You get used no. to hearing sirens after a yeah, while. Yeah, putting your shoes on just in case, bro. Just in case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what's it like to be uh, Jorge Cervantes walking around on the streets? Do you get recognized a lot? No, not anymore. Uh, I used to be, but I think uh, there's so much other cannabis stuff out there that uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I'm not as prominent as I used to be because uh, there were fewer things to see. So mm. I'm not I'm not recognized so much occasionally now, but uh, it used to be a lot more. Mm. Uh, yeah, I had a place in, or a house in California in Sonoma, and it was yeah I get recognized well not in Sonoma but outside of there, uh, and then uh, depends on where you go, but not here in in the city so much anymore. Mm -hmm. What's your preference? Uh, yeah. Would you prefer to be recognized or not to be recognized? It's just a lot easier not to be recognized uh -huh. because it's, you know, you, you, I've got other things I'm doing and mm -hmm. it's, it's nice. It's, it's nice, you know, the ego, it's nice to hear cool stories and hear people say, thank you. That's, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. That's the best. Mm -hmm. um, that part I, I will never miss. I, I, you know, I, I always like that. Always. Yeah. It's, it's I beautiful. bet you, though, the people that still recognize you, um, they're like the ones that are getting recognized by by the people that don't recognize you. They're the ones that still recognize you. Mm -hmm. it's a, like a, a bit yeah. of a generational gap, maybe, you know, between no, the yeah, more celebrity-esque, whereas you were you're a celebrity just by the fact that you were willing to put your, your face out there. Whereas, you know, if I can use a name, just like somebody like Burner, kind of like manufacturers and he was already doing his thing and then kind of used the weed to to do that but you know um i think that you still have a lot of clout but for with people that that matter maybe <laughs> why I, I i certainly hope so yeah, yeah. Um, when well, we're talking with uh jeff lonefowls you mentioned that it's like oh, uh, yeah when you're standing jeff next to jorge uh, at one of these events right. oh man jeff is great i love jeff mm -hmm. he's like brilliant guy yeah yeah brilliant guy he says, you, we, you, you really know what fame is when you're standing next to Jorge at a cannabis event. <laughs> oh, I guess so. I guess so. But let me tell you about Jeff. He's like a really good friend. You know, he, he, was, mm -hmm. uh, he lives in Portland now most of the time. I think he sold the place up in Alaska. He lived on Cook, yeah. Cook Inlet, Cook Inlet in Alaska. And he, he ran the, he was a garden writer for like, I don't know, 35 years or something. I, he may still be in, in Anchorage. I don't know. Uh, but he never missed a column, you know, uh, the guy's great. He's just humble. I mean, and mm -hmm. he's brilliant. He's just brilliant. Yeah. It's great to get um, him on the show. Oh, and definitely. He, he knows loads of stuff as well, doesn't he? He's, his yeah, book he series is, is real good. Books he does, are worth reading for sure. Yeah. And he's got a, a very good chemistry background. Mm. Very good chemistry. And he's, he's funny. He's articulate, incredibly articulate. Yeah. He yeah. told he told everybody in Amsterdam, or not Amsterdam, but Anchorage, Anchorage, to mow their yard, their lawn on a diagonal if they read his column. And <laughs> okay. you, the whole city <laughs> mows their yard on a diagonal on a and I mean, it, it was it was just brilliant. And wow. he came he came up with this other program called and and, and it's cheap. It's it's free. It's easy. Uh, plant a row for the hungry so you plant a a, a a row of food for for hungry people and they start a program and you just put this in your garden column and now it's very successful all, all across the united states awesome yeah yeah i mean he's, he's just a good guy all the way around uh, yeah fantastic stuff, stuff yeah. man it's such a great community the cannabis community is and you know you guys started it way back in the day well, I don't know. We kind of, it was already started. We, we just did our part. Yes, mm. we did quite a bit because, man, I mean, the grow, grow store started back then, you know? Um, oh, okay, yeah, that's another thing I did in, in, in uh, uh, the U.S. I saw Steve Murphy. Steve Murphy started the first grow store in 
you know, United States in, mm -hmm. in uh, Seattle over in the uni university district. Mm -hmm. And this year is his 50th year, 50th wow. year in, in business. Yeah. Damn. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. well, you've been through yeah. a lot when, when you've been going for 50 years. Yeah. I mean, to still be in business. His son runs the business now. Um, yeah. And, and it's over in Ballard, right over by the canal. But man, it's, um, it's pretty amazing, you know, that we're <laughs> number one, we're all, we're all alive. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, two, that we've been, you know, managed to be successful. Um, mm. We're still doing the same thing, yeah. Um, we had an interesting question here from Old Fashioned Coffee Pot. Uh, where are the treads from the 90s? You still have them? But no, the beret and the and the treads. That's a shame. I don't. I don't. They got lost. I mean, you know, I traveled a bunch, and we had mm -hmm. a house over in America, and then we moved all our junk here. We moved it into a storage area, and then I've moved. Um, I don't know several times since then. To or well, in between when we made those videos with the treads, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So I don't know where they're at. I think they they could be. I don't know. I haven't seen them. I have to get some more. Yeah, that that'd be cool. <laughs> they need to be in the uh, the, the Weed Hall of Fame, Jorge Cervantes dreadlocks so back in back in the uh, the nineteen nineties. You know, yeah, man, in the yeah. cannabis museum in Amsterdam. That's where it should be. That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah, man, that'd be funny. Just got to talk Ben into it to take that much space. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's really good to see everything change so much. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. And then, oh, man. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, I got to get moving pretty soon because uh, I got to go. We have a, a, a beach house or a beach apartment that uh, we need to go to. Can we come? Because Can we? <laughs> I'll bring the no. weed. <laughs> it's just always sitting there. Yeah, man. So you've got to be running off anytime soon then, Jorge, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well, yeah, because it'd be uh, very late. Very yeah, of late. course. Of course. Well, we always appreciate your time. You know, even if you came here for yeah. 10 minutes and chilled with us, it's, it's always massively appreciated for you to come very here much. and talk about you, oh, wow. the massive yeah. amount of experience you have. And, you know, you're just a legend in the cannabis community, man. I don't think you, because you are Jorge Cervantes, I, I don't yeah, think I, you realize how much of a legend you actually are, you know? <laughs> no, and, and, you know, it's funny because most of my friends are, you know, like, well, I've known them for a long time and, you know, they've mm -hmm. been doing the same stuff. Yeah. So I don't really, I mean, I, those are the guys I hang out with, so mm -hmm. I don't really think about it much, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's always a massive pleasure for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Yeah, oh, everybody cool. in the well, chat here got massive respect for you as well, man. But do you want to oh, quickly yeah. tell tell everybody where they can go and download your new book? Oh, yeah. Gosh, I haven't talked about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, we, right. we spoke about it a little bit. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we you, did. Can, you can go. Uh, there's several places, actually. You can go. You can go to seedsman.com or you could go to uh, jorge-cervantes.com. Um, yeah, those two places. And I don't think marijuanagrowing.com has it. I think it's only... I think uh, it does. I, do, uh, I was oh, yeah, on there too. earlier. Yeah, you've got you a special know, front page to download it. From. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, good. I guess I should go there. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's uh, one of those marijuanagrowing.com and that's marijuana with a J instead of uh, uh, another letter. Uh, yeah, because you spell it a couple of different ways. Right. And then, yeah. uh, and then Jorge Cervantes, um, Jorge Cervantes, and then Seedsman.com. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Great. Well, you're okay. welcome anytime. And you, you know, you are. So anytime you want to come on the show, let us know, man. Hopefully, we'll see you at Spanabis. You're going to Spanabis? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Excellent. It's a big time for me. Everybody nice. comes to my town. Hopefully, Fantastic, we'll see you there. Man. Yeah, man. That'll be okay. We'll see you there. Yeah, we can hang out. That'll be also, great. that'd be fucking that would be sweet. Awesome. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Okay. Nice. Thank we'll you as always, Jorge. Well, we'll nice. let you go, man. Enjoy the rest of the evening at the beach house. Okay, I sure will. That's well, a ride. Uh, nice. Right, okay, <laughs> man. See you later, mate. Okay, man. Okay, thanks. So there we go, everybody. That was the interview with the legendary Jorge Cervantes. 
Again, if you haven't got that book already, We Grow Cannabis, it's free to download from lots of different places all over the internet. So do a Google search for it, find it and download it. It's mainly for beginners, but even if you're not a beginner, you should download this book just to support Jorge Cervantes because he's a legend and he's been creating content for cannabis growers for decades and he deserves our support. So make sure you go and download it. But that's it for now. That's the interview for this week. Uh, make sure you join us for the live show on Sunday because we're going to do two free prize draws where you can win $50 voucher and a $75 voucher to spend over at phenoseeds.com. And this is the last week we'll be doing this. So make sure you pop over to youtube.com slash high and homegrown to join us for the free spin this week. It'll be good to see you over there. But that's it for this week. I hope you enjoy Friday's Grow Guides, which is all about what gifts you should buy somebody who uses cannabis or grows cannabis. Really cool episode with lots of cool suggestions. So I hope you enjoy that episode as well. But for now, have a good week. Stay high, stay safe. Thank you as always for downloading the show and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.